Hey, Peter. Hey, Adam. If you had to pick one skill that was essential for being a musician, what would it be? Well, it depends. Are we talking skill or skills? Two Zs. Two Zs. All right. How about if I give you seven today? Okay. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It Podcast. Daily music advice coming at you. Coming at you today's episode is sponsored by Open Studio Network. Go there for all your jazz lessons. WKRP Cincinnati. No, go to openstudiojazz.com to check out all of our courses. We've got uh, we got a new uh, Elements of Solo Piano course that's been popping off a little bit. I don't know if you know about that. I do know about it, and I love how we are, um, are how the shorthand for that around the Open Studio's Open Studio, ESP. ESP. Right. Yeah, do you have ESP? Yeah, exactly. So we can kind of, we're not promising we're teaching you ESP. We're doing elements of solo piano from Jeffrey Kieser. But you, I mean, it's not our fault if you get a little ESP at the same time, right? Does Kieser cover the tune ESP? We can't say he does, but we can't (laughs) say he doesn't either. (laughs) I mean, we can kind of, uh, we can read his mind maybe. That's right. If we're doing this right. Yeah. Uh, You will definitely get an insight into the mind, which is vast, oh, especially like the solo piano mind of Jeffrey Keyser. That's a good analogy. Did right I tell there. you I got a little chance to hang with him last weekend? No. Yeah, we and I, I actually got to follow up on some questions I had from watching the course, um, which was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, what, what what a cool guy, interesting guy. Yeah, he came to the gig at Lincoln Center, and yeah. we hung out. And I was it was perfect because I didn't see him until after the gig, because you know I have this thing. There's there's a small group of music of pianists, especially that. Yeah. That if I know they're there before the gig, even though I'm a seasoned professional, duh, I become totally debilitated and unable to perform at even a mildly adequate level. And he's one of those. You know, yeah, for all of you uh, you aspiring uh, Peter Martin-level pianists out there, know that even Peter Martin, when he sees Jeffrey Keezer in the audience yeah. or something, yeah. feels a little, uh, a little twang. Yeah, uh, maybe like, Ugh. but it's so fun when you see him afterwards. Yeah, and you're like, because ah. then you're like, wow, I kind of put my best foot forward because I wasn't thinking about you. That's and great. I, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. So that that was cool. very cool. Yep. So today we're talking about the seven essential skills. I'm changing this title to put a Z. Oh, we I like it. I like Two it. Two Z's. Skills. Forget about SEO. We don't care. We're going skills for pro musicians. So let's define a pro musician. Um, anybody who has a business card that says <laughs> pianist or with their instrument on it, right? This is really just anybody who's out there like gigging, doing anything. These are yep. skills that are going to help you to a perform the gigs you already have, but b like help you get more gigs, help you get better gigs. The better you get at these skills, the better musician you're going to be. Yeah, and I, I I define this. Uh, I don't know if we've ever come to a conclusion together on this. Uh, so I'll just throw it out there. I define a pro as a pretty broad area, not necessarily just like you. It's your primary job. I would go beyond that and say that if you take if you if if you take the intersection of the time that you spend and the passion that you have for being a musician serious, like a pro. That doesn't mean you think that you're Chick Corea level. It's not about level, but if you take it seriously in that you want to play music for people in which you are going to entertain them and challenge them on some level, that makes you a pro. Totally. Is that too broad? No. Am I, am I painting with too broad of a no. stroke? Here? No, that's right, because this okay. is really just anybody who's out there doing it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, and it's just, if it's not about, I mean, you know, you might be like, well, I would consider myself a pro, but I can't get any gigs. No, it's a mentality. If you yep. have the mentality of a pro, you're a pro. And if you want to be a pro, 
work on these things. Yeah, it's like me with basketball. I consider myself a pro professional basketball player. Mm-hmm. I have not been ever paid to play the game, but that doesn't get in the way of me considering you're laughing because no, I mean, <laughs> you're laughing because you love me. <laughs> I've also never seen you play basketball, and I'm pretty sure you could kick my ass at it, so I don't know why I'm laughing. Which in itself would not necessarily make me pro level, but no, you know, I have a pro mentality. I just don't have a pro game. Man. Uh, anyway, tell me about it. Okay, seven essential skills for pro musicians. What's number one? Number one is great ears. Ear mm. training. This is listen. We always put this at number one because it yeah. really is the most important thing. Yes. You know, we were talking the other day about like practicing mindfully. I find that if I'm not listening, I'm not being mindful. I'm not in the moment with what's going on. Yeah. So it's about, you know, not only being in the moment and being there, being present on stage as you're playing, but developing your ears as a tool for you to use as a way to hear uh, melodies being played, bass lines, harmony, rhythm, these essential uh, uh, skills that you skills with a Z that you need to know, like just to play music at any kind of level, yeah. don't happen without ears. We can't see it. <laughs> we have to hear it first. Yeah, exactly. This podcast isn't called "You'll See It." That's right. Or you'll feel it. Maybe or like you'll taste art, it, or you'll smell it. It's like an art or food podcast. Maybe we'll branch out, but not this one. Uh, if we had a funk podcast, we'd call it "You'll Smell It." Ooh, That'd be good. got it, got it. Uh, I think you nailed it with that. And I, the only thing I would add on that, as far as great ears, this does not mean you are born with great ears. This may that this might mean that you are, but you have made that a big part of your development, your conscious development. So we don't want anyone with any of these skills to be like, oh, I wasn't born with all seven of those, so I can't be a pro musician. No, if you're a pro, you spend time developing your ears. That's right. You know, even if you're born like Bach or whatever. That I don't even know if he had good ears or not, but um, I would I, imagine he had. I've never seen ears. a photograph of that guy. It's, it's, he's so elusive. No, but I mean, but but whether or not he was born with that or not, like, yeah, obviously he had great ears. Um, but there's always more work than you know, more nurture versus nature. I think with these things. Yeah. So always be listening. Always be transcribing. Even yep. if it's just a, a phrase or a couple of bars, it's great if you can do. Uh, transcribe many solos. You know, all of the master musicians that we know, and and uh, including you know you and and I've done a fair bit of transcribing myself. We all have transcribed a ton of music. Does anything help? Like, I mean, especially once you get to like the intermediate level and above. Is, is there any activity that's as good as that? No, you just have to keep so, going. Yeah. You have, that's the way to get language. It's the way to get all the details. Yep. All right. So number two. Number two is versatility. Yes. Yes. And I would just highlight first styles. The versatility in different kinds of styles with music. And some of you might be, uh, you know, surprised that we have that. Well, I mean, first of all, except for number one, this is not in any particular order. These are, that's the nature of something being essential. These are not the top ones. But I think that this makes it into the group uh, because it's both uh, an attitude, a framework, and a byproduct of developing in all these areas that you are passionate about and inquisitive enough to want to learn different styles and to be versatile. And then it's also really a manifestation of how you continue to be a pro and make a living doing this, have people want to hear you, is that you've got not only that versatile mindset, but you can actually play different things. Right. And I mean, there's many ways to define it. It can certainly be narrow in like, well, I only play classical, but I understand the Baroque period and I understand the classical period. And right. I understand the romantic. It's not about like you have to know every style and, and be, you know, thin, mm-hmm. but you know, there's always what I've seen in all great pro musicians and that have that pro mentality, they're versatile. And and this is just style. We didn't want to go too busy, but there's also like versatile being able to work with different people in different circumstances. All those little gradients are, are big help too. Yeah. I think the key to this, like the, the pro pro level, the master level of versatility is being able to play different styles and still sounding like you. 
Like I think about mm. our friend Gregory Hutchinson. He can play about anything. Yeah. And it still sounds like Hutch. Yes. You know what I mean? He's got his sound coming through even when he's doing like an R&B thing or a straight ahead thing or a brushes thing. Right. It's all the same uh, musician, all the same artist, but he's so versatile in what he can do and put himself into. So I don't think it necessarily means like you have to be a chameleon right. and you have to be able to just m- like melt into, you know, a thousand different styles perfectly. Yep. It's like how you can you be when you're doing these different styles and, yeah, yeah. and how much can you absorb from the different styles uh, into your own art. And although you may end up being a specialist due to your interest or the kind of gigs that you do or circumstances or timing or, 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 or a number of different things, you might be a specialist and maybe people only see you doing one thing. That doesn't mean you're not versatile sure. and that you don't still value that versatility that you bring to the ba- to the bandstand. For sure. All right, number three, we have openness. Yeah, I like this one. Now, I, you you put here like a little parenthesis of Roy Hargrove as an example. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes I think we over-explain things. And so I would just say that Roy, and I, and the only thing I will explain is, just, is, is what I mean whenever I bring up, you know, truly one of the giants of our music and, you know, a contemporary of ours and you know, that's beloved on a number of different levels, but trumpet playing, composition, humanity, all these things, of course, we hear that in Roy, but I would say, like, his openness to grow Mm -hmm. is what, to me, was the biggest indicator of him being such a great pro musician. Um, The biggest thing that you would see for that consistently, I mean, when I first met him, he was 16 years old, I think I was 15 years old, maybe even 14 and 15, and all the way up until, you know, when he, his untimely passing, he was going to sit in. He was open to playing with anybody. Mm-hmm. Like it was never like, oh, I can't do that because I'm really good. And he was always really good. Yep. He was always at the top of like whatever age group, and then of course, you know, the the pecking order. But he was so open to not only playing with any. That was just what you would see. Like he was at every jam session. He was open to learning. He was open to teaching later on, and and in a, such an appropriate way. He was just open, you yep. know. And so I, I use him as a shining example. Obviously, trumpet players use him as a shining example of a great musician but i would just say stay open that's that's pro and sometimes we think like you think about some of the great basketball players that in the summer they go and play at rucker park Mm -hmm. that's that same kind of thing no i can only play when there's three refs and no if you have a passion for this and you're a pro you'll not gonna play anywhere you're not gonna get hurt or whatever but roy was that that epitome of openness that's great you know i think too uh what what is kind of like a secondary note on this is that he really put the music before everything else. Like a respect for the music was the pinnacle of that. So all of this openness that you're describing is I think because of him wanting to hold the music at such a a high standard of respect that he would, you know, sort of give, give himself to it. Yep. You know, in any way he, he felt appropriate is great. Awesome. Uh, Number four, I think might be one of the most important things on this list, which is grit. Grit. Uh, and by grit, we mean grits. work ethic. Oh, no, <laughs> well, <not> that too. <laughs> it takes a little grits. No, a work ethic, uh, an ability to come back again and again. Yeah. Right? Th- to realize that we are here in the long run, that we are musicians uh, for our whole lives, yep. and that we need to keep coming back. We need to keep starting again. Yep. We need to pick ourselves up when we're uh, not feeling great about it and just keep going keep working yeah and i mean if the way that you stay a pro is by having grit it's very hard to because this is is this is a it's it's a, a difficult endeavor to master an instrument yeah. you know um I, and it's a long term thing and so it's yeah 10 it's not 10,000 hours but it's a lot it might be more who whatever but i mean the idea of like being a pro and you know sometimes people think of like oh once you hit pro level you don't need the grit the grit is how you get there no the grit is how you get there and then how you stay there yep. you know and so that's like the work 
ethic. And then the great thing about it is generally to get to that top level, that pro, you know, that that mentality, but then your actual playing and, and composing or whatever you're doing at that top level. Once you get there, you can't get there without the grit. And usually you kind of get in the habit of having the grit. You've already got it. And so then you're like, oh, I'll just keep doing this. So that's why you so often see great pro musicians play all the way right up until they die because they're not like i'm gonna retire they're like they're in the habit of continuing to practice and continuing to get better and they're not just like oh i'm just gonna maintain here but if you don't have this right now you need to realize that this isn't gonna come when you reach a certain level no you have to develop this in the now like where you are now is the only place that exists (laughs) so get your grit together right here and right now because it's not going to be like Oh, uh, if I was just here, no. I could do that. No, you have to have it, and that's the difference. That's why those those people who are at the top, that top level are so good is because they've figured out that it's just where we are now. No matter where that is, yeah. is the only thing that matters, and it's the only time I have to do this. Right. right. So you have to put in the work all the time. Like it just doesn't. It's never ending. It's never ending. It's never ending. So if you don't like it. Find something else. Find because something else. It's not yeah. like you're going to get to a certain point. Then you're like, now I can relax. You know. Well, so that leads us right into uh, our number five. six here. Number five, my friend. Oh, yeah, number five. Uh, oh, that doesn't that, to, well, that doesn't lead us in actually. Oh, it doesn't. I, okay. I skip number five. Okay, so I'll just act like we're reading this. Okay. One yeah, here. Yeah. Number five, the ability to communicate at a high level. Yeah. Okay. Now remember why we put this in there is because we wanted to kind of go like a skills as opposed to just a regular skill Mm -hmm. covers many different areas. So we think about the obvious one, which is communicate through music. Mm -hmm. Um, But how do we actually do that? Like what are the skills that we need to develop and to have and that we've seen repeated over and over again with great players, great musicians, Um, certainly through music. So as you're playing, listening and, 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 and having good ears, what we talked about earlier, of course, will help you do that. But also through how you communicate your music that you're composing if you're doing that, which is through notation, something sure. we both spend a lot of time. And when you're younger, you don't realize how important that is. Now, it's not that skill is important. This is the one that maybe isn't absolutely necessary on here because we had some great musicians, pros that never could even read music. But the days of that are kind of waning. But I if think. you are going to notate something, yeah, you know, can you have to right. consider how to communicate it? That's right, yeah. right, right. And um, you know, I always think of the example. I remember seeing Wayne Shorter. Oops, drop that name on the ground. In an there airport, you and you know, he was so he was holding this big um, kind of folder with score, you know, score size, and was like clutching it like it was his baby, his grandbaby, or something. Yeah. And those were his orchestral scores, and like he had his road manager, or whatever. But he's holding those, and like, like that's how important. Like he had notated that was a piece of him and his music for sure. I mean, of course, if you're writing music as good as Wayne's, I'd be. I was trying to steal it from him. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then also other ways that are important, I think, to communicate that I see with really good pros. How you talk and just talk to people off the bandstand. I mean, that's an important thing to develop, you know, how you write, you know, via email and all these other ways now. Um, I mean, unless you're, you know, Elvin Jones or something as a drummer, you got to be able to communicate. Um, And then just, you know, with, uh, you you know, fans and people that want to listen online or at concerts, all that kind of stuff is a little bit secondary. But if you become a good communicator, it helps in those areas as well that can really help your pro level stuff. It certainly does. Love it. Uh, okay, number six, yes. passion for music and artistry. I think this Ooh. one is just super important. This is also, uh, I think, why it's important, even as you're working on music, to constantly be listening to music, constantly trying to go out to hear live music. Yeah. You know, to go... Also, Those things can reignite your passion, too. For right? sure. Yeah. But also to go to museums and galleries and go see a play yep. and uh, go see a film and just whatever you can do that can spark any kind of creativity can... 
be a real game changer. Yeah. <laughs> Game changer. Right. Yeah, and then th this thing is one of those ones, this uh, skills that really feeds into all these other ones that, you know, the grid and all these kind of things can make those easier too. So we shouldn't feel like, oh, well, that's like around the edges. That's an integral part, you know. We, we're, we're keeping all these faders moving up. That's great. Uh, we do have, we're, it's time for number seven. We do have a bonus. What? Yeah, but let's do number seven and then we'll uh, we'll do our bonus after that. Number seven is always have a bonus. That's an essential <laughs> skill of a podcaster. Now, what's number seven? Number seven is to have great technical ability at a high level, the essential technical skill specific to your instrument. Ooh. I think this is uh, incredibly important. I think this balance with artistry, this is what uh, to me makes great musicians great. Yes. Uh, you can't, have one and not have the other for me if you're just a, a total nam technician right, right. <laughs> i'm gonna put that whole category into a, yeah. a thing uh i'm just not interested in what you're saying if you're all plumbing and no plumber right and if you're <laughs> all like art without any kind of craft yeah you're a fan then <laughs> I'm just, it's just not gonna work for me either so yeah. and i think honestly i think listeners all have this like balance this threshold of balance between these things right yeah that we all we all can take into consideration. So, whatever that means to you, I think that the key to, to technical ability is that whatever that means to you, whether yeah. that's just how you emote on your instrument, whether yeah. that means super choppy, whatever that is, like you have to spend quality time working on it all the time. Yeah, and it's Every day, you know I mean. absolutely, and it, and it's it's acknowledging it first, and then using your grit to work on that. You know, are you going to get to the level of you know? Um, um, Horowitz as a pianist on a technical level probably not no matter how much grit you have but it's not about that it's about can you combine that with your passion uh, you know for music and artistry and with your grit and your work ethic and your communication and all these things as, as a piece of the puzzle it's just so important that we have it on there and it's fun to kind of end on that because ultimately it is like if you have a plumber come in to work on your house and he understands architecture and the need for water pressure and everything but he doesn't know how to use the wrench right. <laughs> you know it's all going to be for naught and so um, I, I think an important part of this and what you see really good pros understand and focus on is one particular instrument. Whether they play, they might play five, but on whatever instrument they're playing and, 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 and becoming proficient on it and becoming a pro on, they really understand the technical um, nuances and skills that are important for that instrument. And on the most basic level to explain that, a vocalist is going to spend a lot of time and grit and work on intonation, yeah. whereas a pianist is not going to necessarily spend a lot of time on that outside of calling a piano tuner, because it's not... But as pianists, we spend more time on independence of the hands, independence of the fingers, something a singer. Right. So, you know, violin, every instrument has its own challenges. The more you're in tune with that, the more you're willing to have some grit and really achieve something with your technical level, the better. I mean, it's like, you know, I'm joking about being a basketball or whatever. If I spend most of my time, you know, lifting weights and, and doing long-term aerobics and stuff and not enough shooting, yeah, mm -hmm. all those are important. But, like, what's specific to that endeavor that I'm willing to commit to a pro level at? Yeah, you have to commit to that, to those technical uh, uh factors drop down and give me a commitment deploy commitment <laughs> this guy loves his platitudes uh so those were our seven uh essential skills yep. to being a pro musician uh hey if you want to learn more about uh some of these skills you can go to openstudiojazz.com do you know we have this thing called the piano access pass we do do you know that it starts at 30 dollars a month 30 that's that's kind of a lot, actually. Oh wait, I'm not supposed to say that. That's right? not. <laughs> that's uh, not bad. That's not for what you get. Are oh, you for kidding what you me? Get, you get literally crazy. hundreds, thousands of lessons at this right. point. Don't overwhelm them. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, go to OpenStudioJazz.com and check out the Piano Access Pass today. Yes. What's our bonus, Peter? 
Oh, bonus. A bonus of our seven essential skills for pro musicians is a little showmanship. Yeah. Okay, a little flair, a little flair for entertaining. So this is something that I love throwing into the pro level because, you know, whether you can play really good or not, you know, this this was not the reason it's a bonus. It's not necessarily in, uh, uh, mandatory. Like if you're so good that you can, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Circus. If if you're not quite at the level, this becomes more important. It's sort of a gradation. But I mean, look, all the great players had had that entertainment element. Not front of mind, but front of something that they're doing. Not necessarily in that way. I think you read that comment about me being a little annoying and playing behind you. Yeah. Really taking it. I'm just that. trying to be entertaining here. Well, till tomorrow. You'll hear it. <laughs> <laughs>